Hey, welcome to Preacher to Preacher, a podcast for those who want to get noticeably better in their preaching and teaching ministry. I'm Rick Reed, president of Heritage College and Seminary. And on today's podcast, I want to talk to you about the three purposes for sermon illustrations. You know, it's one thing to gain your listeners' attention at the start of your sermon, but it's another thing to sustain their attention all the way to the end of the message. And one of the ways that we as preachers help listeners stay engaged, help them to stay with us as we travel through a text, is through the use of well-chosen, well-planned illustrations. In the last podcast, I talked to you about where to find good illustrations. But today I want to talk to you about the different purposes those illustrations can serve in our sermons. Often when we think of sermon illustrations, we think of them as serving one basic purpose, namely to help people better understand a biblical concept or a biblical truth from the text we're preaching. But actually, sermon illustrations can do more than one thing in our sermons. Sermon illustrations don't all have the same purpose. In fact, you could say that there are at least three purposes for sermon illustrations. There are at least three different ways that they can function in our messages. Let me illustrate that. Think for me with a moment about a window, a window in your living room or in your apartment. Now, let me ask you this question. What purpose does that window serve in your home or in your apartment? What does it do? Well, you say, well, it does a couple things. It lets light into the room. That's right. It lets light in. But it also lets air into the room. If you open the window, air comes in. So it lets light in, it lets air in. But you'd say, but there's a third thing it does. It lets warmth into the room. The sun's rays stream through the glass and warm things up inside. Well, in a similar way, sermon illustrations can serve like windows. They can let in light or air or warmth into our messages. Some illustrations bring light into your sermon. These are the kinds of illustrations that illuminate concepts, that help people see truth more clearly. These kinds of illustrations are useful when you're explaining theological concepts. So you're talking about justification, and you might use an illustration of a judge passing sentence. Or you're talking about the uh, biblical concept of reconciliation, And you might illustrate that with two friends who've been at odds, making peace with one another. This is the kind of illustration we often think about when we consider sermon illustrations. We think of sermon illustrations that are like windows that let in light. But that's not the only thing that good sermon illustrations can do. Good illustrations in your sermon can sometimes let in light, but here's a second thing. Some illustrations can be used to let air into your message. They bring air into your sermon. You say, what do you mean by that? Well, here you're using an illustration to give people a chance to breathe. Maybe you've been working through a passage that's dense and difficult. You've been asking people to think hard and concentrate, and you know after a while, it's getting a bit thick and heavy. So you use an illustration to give people a breather. You use an illustration that lets air into the sermon. You know people can only stay focused for so long before they need a bit of a breather. So you open up a window with an illustration that gives people a chance to catch their breath. 
In their book, Saving Eutychus, Gary Miller and Phil Campbell say that one way you can do this, one way you can use illustration to let air in, is by illustrating the obvious. Illustrating the obvious. In other words, the illustration isn't needed for light, but it's only used for air because it gives people a breather. For example, say you've been preaching through Ephesians chapter 2, and you come to Ephesians 2 verses 11 to 22, which is a theologically rich and dense passage about how Jesus' work on the cross brings Jews and Gentiles together. So you've been talking about the difference between Jews and Gentiles, about circumcision and covenants, about the law of commandments expressed in ordinances, and it's been thick and it's been deep. And you sense that people need a breather. So as you get to verse 19 that says we are no longer strangers and aliens, you use an illustration here to give people a chance to catch their breath. You say, it says we're we're no longer strangers and aliens. And then you tell them a time when you traveled abroad and you visited another country where you felt like a stranger, where you felt like an alien. It's something that they can relate to. They've probably had a similar experience. Now, it's not an earth-shattering or amazing story. So why are you telling it? You're using it to bring air in, to give people a chance to breathe. And then they'll be ready to go back into the text and finish up the rest of the passage because they've had a chance to catch their breath. So some sermon illustrations are perfect for bringing in light. Others bring in air. But third, some illustrations are used to bring warmth into your sermon. They let the the warmth of God's love and God's grace stream in and warm people's hearts. You would use this kind of an illustration when you've been through a passage that's tended to focus on the head. It's been thick. It's been deep. It's been conceptual. And you don't want that truth to remain abstract or distant or cold. So you insert an illustration that's personal, that tells how this amazing truth has impacted a life, perhaps your life or someone else's life that you've known about or read about. And as you do that, you kind of put flesh and blood around theological truth and people get a better feel of how truth is lived out in life. And it brings warmth and vitality to your message. You know, sometimes the illustrations you choose will actually do more than one thing, like a window. It will let in light and warmth or light and air. But the point here is that as you select sermon illustrations, be thinking of why you're using that illustration at this point in the message. This week, as you prepare your sermons and look for illustration, ask yourself, what kind of illustration do I need at this point in my message? And then look for an illustration that meets that need by letting in light or air or warmth. Hey, thanks for listening. If you'd like information about Heritage College and Seminary, visit the school's website at discoverheritage.ca. To receive a free ebook on how you can get free from your sermon notes, or for information on my noticeably better preaching course, visit our website at rickandlindareed.com.